This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. This is your host, Meryl van der Merwe, And today we are going to be looking at how tech skills help one homeschooler pay for college. And my guest today to explain how she did this is Samantha Shank. Welcome, Samantha. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So I've been uh, following Samantha on Facebook for a while. Her website is Learn in Color. And uh, she started with this quite a long time ago. So Samantha, just tell us how you got started and um, why you got started uh, taking tech and what you could do with tech really seriously. Yeah, I've always loved technology Um, from a young age. I always loved computers. I was always making funny, like stupid videos on like PowerPoint or iMovie back in the day. And I just always had a natural love of technology and creating things. When I was 14 years old, I decided to start a blog. I love history. I love movies, books, um, all these different things. And I realized that I wanted to tell the world about it. So I decided that the best creative outlet for me would be a blog. And a couple months later, the blog started taking off and I got connected with other bloggers and I realized that you could make money blogging. So from then on, when I was about 15, 16, I knew that I wanted to be a full-time entrepreneur and I knew that I wanted to be like blogging seriously. And around that time, I was part of a lot of blogging groups and I saw some lady um, who happened to only be living 20 minutes away from me, which is super crazy considering this was a nationwide Facebook group. And she was asking for somebody to manage her Pinterest account. And at the time I was a teenager, I said, hey, I don't have a life. I'll manage your Pinterest account for super cheap. Um, My Pinterest account's doing really well. She liked my numbers. She hired me and she really liked my work. So she began... um, she began recommending me to other blogger friends and that's kind of how my graphic design business started to grow um during that time I was really trying to save up money for college I wanted to be self-sustainable I am the oldest of five girls so I knew that my parents really wouldn't be able to help me out financially with college so I was kind of on my own and I knew I didn't want to have a bunch of debt because I had a lot of long-term travel goals and like future house goals and I just didn't want to be having a ridiculous amount of college debt um I just love the fact that um, you took your, uh, you know, a lot of parents get frustrated when they see their kids on social media. I know Pinterest isn't really social media, it's a more search engine, but, you know, parents are often frustrated when they see their teens doing all this stuff online. And yet mm-hmm. um, for you, that actually became the way you could afford college. <laughs> exactly. And I think like one thing I have learned about that is I know so many people talk badly about technology and it's true. Kids can get into so much trouble with TikTok, with social media, cyberbullying. There's so many problems that they can run into, but I don't think that the good parts of it should be really under, like estimated just because technology has given us so much power and so much freedom. And when used correctly, it is such an incredible tool. Like it allows me to do something that I would have never been able to do 30 years ago. And it allows me to do something I love in a way that I don't think any other job would allow me to do with the creativity and the, to the full extent that I would have liked. 
Right, I know. Well, obviously, um, anybody who's been listening to this podcast for a while knows that um, why I got excited when I heard a little bit of Samantha's story, because this fits in exactly with what I always say. <laughs> so, okay, so you were then, you were then um, acting basically as a, a virtual assistant, doing social media management, and you yeah. were blogging at the same time. Mm-hmm. Then what happened next? Where did you yeah. take that? Um, so when I was 17 years old, I hit um, Mishawak, Indiana. That's where I'm currently living. I hit the median income. And I think that that was that moment when I realized <laughs> that it wasn't a crazy dream. It was something that I could completely do full time. Granted, it's super cheap to live in this area. So it was kind of a low threshold, but it did kind of really show me that this wasn't something that it wasn't just a hobby. This was an actual viable career. So how much were you, uh, how much of that were you earning from managing people's social media and how much was from your blog so at that time it was almost like 80 20 with 80 being the virtual assistant work um i realized really quickly that all of the on-campus jobs in college were paying basically like 25 cents above minimum wage minimum wage in indiana is 7.25 so they were making like eight or nine dollars an hour and at the very base i was making 15 an hour and on some certain graphic design projects i was making 30 to 60 and i was able to do it in my own time and i was able to build a portfolio so i know a lot of graphic design students um i know schools are getting better about emphasizing portfolios but at the end of the day in terms of design your degree isn't necessarily worthless but your portfolio is worth so much more than a degree. No one has ever asked me about my graphic design degree. I do not have one, but they ask me for my portfolio every single time because they want to see my work. They want to see testimonials. They want to see proof that I'm good at what I do, or even just to match styles. Um, Everybody has a different graphic design style and seeing a portfolio helps you ensure that you have the same style as your designer, which is really important. Right. So, um, then I know that when you were 16, you, d- you took your blog in a slightly different direction or you added. So you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah. So from then on, um, that's when I was around 15, 16, I began getting connected with other bloggers and I realized that you could make money blogging. So before then it was just a creative hobby. It was just something I wanted to start for fun, but I began getting more serious with it. And that's when I realized that ads weren't the best money weren't the best way to earn money blogging just because per a thousand views you get a couple cents it wasn't really a viable sense of income but the best way to make money was through products but good quality products take a really long time to create so all throughout college as I was also managing a lot of credits and my graphic design and virtual assistant work I was also trying to build products up and just get my inventory to where it is now right and how many products do you have now on your website I think it is two, it's almost 200, I believe. Wow. And so tell us a little bit about your products. Um, What age range are they at and what kind of topics do you cover? It covers a little bit of everything. I try to think of learning color like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Sometimes we might have cheat sheets. Sometimes we might have Hebrew worksheets. There's a variety of different things and it all just stems from where what I wish I would have had when I was in school or resources that I actually did use myself when I was in school. My very first resources were called cheat sheets and they were basically color-coded reference guides that I used when I was in school because I was too lazy to keep flipping through my textbook trying to find a formula, a definition for something. Um, I just thought the cheat sheets were easier. So those are my first products. Uh, Since then, I've created a lot of different movie and book guides just because I don't think history should be taught with a textbook. 
I believe books, movies, documentaries are the best way to teach history. And uh, so do you still, um, how much now is your graphic design work and your, your products now? How, how is your income made up between those two? I am so excited that those numbers have flipped and it's around 80% of my blog and 20% of the graphic design work. I only work for a few more clients um, now just because I like doing it and it's nice to have that extra money. I'm actually looking at moving to California next year and it's really expensive. So just having that extra income is nice. Because of course, um, the cool thing about what Samantha has done to make money is that she's is most of it is now coming from passive income. The concept behind that is that you make the product once and yeah. then um, she can literally be sleeping and selling yeah. at the same time. And that's so, why I like the blog because all of that is passive. <laughs> right. Which is, you know, essentially show sponsor, funder, fund academy. Just remember us out there. You know, that's the same way for us because we don't have anything that we have to literally, you know, ours is a bit more active because we are grading the work of the full semester classes. But obviously, um, you know, a lot of our, our teaching resources and our web-based unit you know, studies, those are all you know you buy it and you do it in your own time and we create them in our own time so it's the only negative with us is we've got it we've got to update links the whole time which oh. you don't have yeah. we we do that is that is our one little bane of our existence is um constantly as things disappear fixing them up um yeah and um, so how did you actually learn the text? So let's just go backwards again now. So here you are at 14. Well, you've told us a little bit that you obviously like doing PowerPoint and things. Did your parents encourage you? Did you just by yourself start getting into tech? How did that go about? So it's funny because if you were to ask my parents what I do for a living, they would say she does something online. <laughs> they don't quite know or understand what I do. They just let me spend like a lot of time on the computer when I was younger. And I think being homeschooled really taught me to get into this mindset of if you have a question, if you don't know something, ask or figure it out. So for me, that was Google. Um, whenever I had a question about something, I would always Google it. That actually started back when I would play like games and I needed tutorials. I couldn't figure something out on the game. I would Google the answer. Is that cheating? Probably. Did I figure out how to get something, get the answer? Yes, I did. And just having that mindset has really taught me um, and helped me through algebra. And then that later helped me through more advanced techniques like Photoshop and InDesign. I did what I was involved in a 4-H group. And with that, we created the FAIR newsletter and we actually got um, exposed to Photoshop and InDesign from a very young age. So I've been, I was loosely working that pro with that program when I was in like sixth grade. Um, but at that time, I just didn't know like those small little building blocks ended up turning into something bigger because as I started learning it more professionally, I realized, oh, I actually learned this back in 4-H. So always take advantage of those little opportunities for learning, even with games like Fortnite or Minecraft, your kids are learning, even if it doesn't seem like they're learning. Okay, so that's what you are using then. So um, when you blog, are you using um, WordPress? Yeah. Right, so you're using WordPress to blog and you are using InDesign and Photoshop. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. To create um, our products. So those are your products. So anything else that you use online, you know, to do any of what you're doing, is that it? Anything else really? Yeah, I use Shopify. Um, I have a store through Shopify uh -huh. and okay. through Teachers Pay Teachers. I would like to learn the rest of the Adobe Street, um, Adobe Suite um, Illustrator, which is a design program. And Premiere Pro, which is a video program, but both of those have really hard learning curves and I have 
easier alternative. So it's just not a priority at the moment, just because they're so time consuming to learn. Okay, so um, obviously Photoshop comes with a cost. It's not free. So um, that is always there. We actually have a Photoshop class. Funder Fund Academy does have a Photoshop class. Uh, there'll be links, by the way, to that and to um, all of um, Samantha's, her website, and I'll put links to other places you can find her online. Um, it will all be in the show notes. You can find the show notes at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. But if um, somebody's listening in right now and they think, wow, um, I would love my teen to actually do something similar to you. And what would you suggest how they, how they could get their, their kids started off doing something similar to you? Yeah, I think it would depend on the interest level. So at the very beginning, like I said, I was using iMovie, which came free with any like Mac products. And I was using PowerPoint, which comes with Windows products. So those are the like the basic stepping stones to it. There is a program called Inkscape. If they're interested, it's free. Um, Photoshop is $9.99 a month for the basic version, which isn't that bad, but it is a year long contract. So if you do want to invest in that, um, it's completely worth it considering Photoshop is like the standard mm-hmm. leading photo editor in the like working world. So I just think go for it. And even if they don't end up doing something professional with it, just having those basic Photoshop skills will take them really far. Right. Okay. Well, parents, I hope that uh, maybe some teens listening to here, but I hope you all feel inspired. I mean, and as an adult, you can actually learn these skills too. You don't have to be young, but I think you can see um, how when your kids are playing online, don't always just be frustrated if they're on their phone or whatever, but, you know, perhaps this will actually turn into a way for your kids to make money. And um, obviously not all of them may be interested and maybe they won't be as motivated as Samantha was, but, uh, you know, it is definitely something that you can use to to become an actual business because I mean Samantha has managed that at a young age she's 23 now by the way I was still at the beginning so this has been happening for the last eight years so she has done a lot in eight years at the same time as you know studying and you know being homeschooled and you know living a life outside of just doing all this work so Samantha thank you so much for coming and talking to us today yeah thank you so much it was fun talking And thank you all my listeners and um, see, come and visit us on Facebook and our Facebook group, the Homeschooling with Technology community. And I will see you again, same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.